Queens, the podcast where two dorks watch and discuss movies and TV shows we love. I'm your host, Darian. And I'm your host, Q. All right, let's get into it. Uh, so, Quinn, the news this week, the uh, first thing I saw is that they're going to make another Superman movie. Oh, finally, another Superman movie yeah. from one of the alternate universes or other Earths, mm-hmm. right? Superman, they're other Earths, not other universes. Yes, he, uh, DC has multiple Earths, so this one is going, I think think they actually said which earth but i forgot there's too many there's infinite in fact there's a storyline called crisis on infinite earths but it is going to be calvin ellis instead of Mm -hmm. clark kent which is why he's african-american yeah which i mean makes sense because if that clark kent is african-american boom bam boom bam there you go you gotta cast him i gotta cast michael b jordan Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I love him as an actor and what he's done and other projects he's done. I'm super excited for him for the Superman project because I am a huge fan of the other Superman movies featuring um oh why am I blanking on his name right now? He's the classic Superman. Help me, Darian. Which one? The very first one? Like the very first Superman's. Christopher Reeves? He's not Thank the very you, first Christopher one. Christopher Reeves. Yes. Christopher <laughs> he's not Reeves. the very first one, but I mean Right. But like the, the one we think of. <laughs> the one we think of. Yes, thank you. He was my very first introduction to Superman yep. before I even knew there were other Earths. And like yep. I call you my my lore guru, my lore master. <laughs> you know way more about the comic book side than I do. So when you shared this with me, I was like, oh my God, there's more? <laughs> like there's there more, more Superman? When I first saw it, for one, immediately I thought the same thing with uh, Latina Supergirl. Man, y'all are really trying. Like, you really just don't want to make anything new. But I, I appreciate what they're trying to do, making it from another Earth. I think it's really messed up that they're going to replace the guy from Man of Steel. Um, now I'm blinking. What's his name? What's his name, <laughs> Quinn? <laughs> What's his name? You know, I What's could ask name? my almighty phone. <laughs> what his name is <laughs> oh we're awful we're awful people we're we're awful today it's been a long day guys a long it's, week honestly we're it's been a long week we're trying we're but we'll we'll get his name we'll get his name we'll find him but i yeah. agree i thought the same thing like i thought the same thing when um you showed me this and before i read it i was like oh no it's another latina supergirl yeah. but they're actually going with a canonical character that it's is African American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, his name is Henry Cavill. Um, Henry Cavill. Thank I'm you. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right because I never do. But he, you know, he played the Witcher. That's why I was like, name him. Name him right now. Um, he was a great <laughs> Superman. I just didn't like. I don't like that the dark. The movies were so dark. I just. I. I'm still. I still watch them because I'm a fan of the comics. But I want to see how J.J. Abrams does. You know, it's, it's going to be very different. And then even one of the writers for this Superman is also getting his own kind of writing gig on Disney Plus with the oh. Wakanda series that's going to be coming out. Yes. Um, and I'm excited for that. I mean, I what is it? Let let him get his shine, you know, not enough. So he, he inked a five year deal. 
His name is Ryan Coogler nice. um, for the Wakanda series on Disney+. Plus. I'm excited to see it. I'm, but... I'm very excited for that, mostly because I love the world of Wakanda. Like, mm-hmm. it's the world, the technology, the society, the lore and history behind it is phenomenal. And for, you know, the Black Panther movie to, <clears throat> excuse me, be one of the first movies to have scholarly papers written about it is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, huge scholarly articles written about it, written about its lore, its meanings, and to take that and put it into more mainstream Disney Plus and make it a TV series, along with Ryan Coogler, who absolutely deserves all the shine and accolades he's he's gotten, and I foresee will get for the Wakanda series. He yeah. deserves he deserves all of it. He really He does. deserves all of it, yeah. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do, especially with the Superman movie, like since his name is going to be on it too. Yes. It's kind of going to be our first taste, whichever one comes first, um mm-hmm. of his writing style. I mean, I'm sure he is in a lot of other things. He's not such an up-and-comer but you know this is kind of the first big thing for him so I'm excited for him I'm yeah. very excited for him as well when what he's gonna bring along with J.J. Abrams it's gonna be a pretty powerhouse script pretty powerhouse production mm-hmm. super stoked for it yeah. speaking of super stoked you shared with me that they are rebooting Kung Fu yes which is gonna be cool on CW it is it's that is going to be interesting. I saw that and immediately I I was excited for it, but I'm mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions because what does this mean for Warrior on um, mm-hmm. Cinemax, which is now on HBO Plus? Not HBO Plus. That's not what it's called. It again, long day. Um, <laughs> HBO Max. Plus <laughs> Max. I mean, they're synonyms, right? Yeah. <laughs> It means more. Moss, more. (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but Kung Fu was essentially uh, Bruce Lee's idea. And when he wanted a Chinese American to play himself, uh, the lead role, they told him that no one would ever see a show like that, but then took his idea, made Kung Fu, and cast um, cast someone white. But he's, he's the actor who played Bill in Kill Bill. His name escapes me right now, but he's, that is, you know, he, it was a successful show. He was successful on it and his character in Kill Bill was based off of that character in Kung Fu. So it's, it's not bad. And I'm glad they got an Asian lead, but at the same time, after Bruce Lee died and um, his daughter and his wife, they, they made Warrior in his honor, his original idea. And by all accounts, that show is also phenomenal. So oh, okay. I wonder, you know, one, it's on Cinemax, so they can cuss and show all the blood and guts and yeah. all the violence, yes. how it's going to measure up because they're trying to revive it now that it's not going to be on Cinemax anymore because it moved to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to revive it there. How is that going to affect their chances that they're going to re- re- reboot Kung Fu, which is essentially the same show? <laughs> The same show, right. That, no, I've never seen the original Kung Fu. I did not know that it was originally Bruce Lee's idea. Mm -hmm. And I have a very similar concern. If Warrior's already existing and now they're trying to reboot Kung Fu, what does that mean for both of the, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Again, long day. Both of the TV shows. Not the TV shows, studios. There we go. I'm in one and I forgot the word. So both of the studios that are trying 
trying to make it, will it then diminish the quality of Warrior or will it diminish the quality of Kung Fu? Will it come out in a wash? Who knows? That's my concern is the quality of both of the shows. Will the need to compete for one another diminish the quality of one or the other or both? Mm -hmm. Is it going to dishonor Bruce Lee's memory and what he's doing? I guess we have to wait and find out and see how what shakes out. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to wait and find out. I'm again, I'm excited. It looks really good. I Mm -hmm. love CW shows. I haven't really seen Walker just because I wasn't a fan of Walker, Texas Ranger. But I I mean, I I still like watching The Flash. I still need to catch up on it so I can be current with the season that's on. I used to love watching Supernatural on there. I hope one day I can convince Mm -hmm. you to watch it. So I'm I'm excited (laughs) for what I'm seeing about Kung Fu. And to be fair, Warriors not technically on the air anymore. They're just trying to get it revived, oh. but it's it's essentially ah. the same story, and so that kind of hurts their chances. And I really wanted them to do it, so that Speak- that makes sense. I can yeah. understand that. So yeah. I'm super excited. I love kung fu, martial arts, yes. type type jazz and movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. I'm obsessed. I Oops. I'm just plain excited. I can't wait for it. Can't wait. Speaking of reboots, I sent you this one too. I've been sending you all the news. They are finally giving us, yes, they are giving us our first photos of LeBron James in the reboot or sequel, quote unquote, of Space Jam. LeBron James in Space Jam? Yes. Come on and slam. (laughs) Welcome to the jam. I love Space Jam. When that movie came out, I watched it over and over and over. I loved the Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan, and basketball and sports movies. Just feel good, feel good sports movies have a soft spot in my heart for me. Love it. So excited. It's, it seems like it's going to be good. It's going to be on HBO Max since they are releasing all of their upcoming Warner Brother movies, uh, I think, for the next year on H- on HBO Max. So I'm excited that I get to see it for free. Um, Heck yeah. I, I don't really like sports movies, but I loved Space Jam growing up because it had the Looney Tunes in there. Huh. Um, I'm uh, I'm not really that big into sports. LeBron James is super cool. I'm more <laughs> excited to see Don Cheadle. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's totally fine. I'm sorry, but I still want to see the movie and already people are upset for no reason because Lola Bunny looks like an athlete more than she looks like a sex symbol, which she's a cartoon character aimed at kids. Why do you care? What's what's wrong with you? (laughs) Exactly. Why do you care, number one? And number two, why do cartoons aimed at children have to be overly sexualized? They don't. They do not. I thought, I mean, marketing wise in my opinion I thought it was a mistake to even say that anything changed you can barely tell if they did not say we changed her look you just been like oh they got new uniforms for the new movie cool but because you said you made her less curvy of course the pervs of the internet want to you know oh my god they tried to change this why are they changing so much again who cares it's for children it's supposed to be a good family fun movie she's a cartoon character a cartoon animal character why do you exactly why do you why is it even a subject on your mind yeah that's my thing why is that even something that you think about for a children's cartoon exactly. makes no sense i'm still gonna go see it i'm going to give it all the praises it, de- it deserves yes and i know lebron james was originally he turned it down originally what? 
he turned it down because he was scared because he said that's Michael Jordan's like thing. Oh that yeah, that was, was his thing. Yeah. So it's like filling those shoes of somebody who's the best, the biggest. It's like mm-hmm. when Will Smith was cast as genie in Aladdin. Yeah, he, you, like filling it, filling those shoes that left behind. It's hard and it's scary. Mm-hmm. And I think he deserves a huge round of applause for doing it. Yeah, because it's scary. And he's gonna bring his own flavor, his own personality into the role. It's going to be fun to see him act on the big screen. And it is. Put that into his repertoire and see what he does. I'm excited for him. I'm happy I'm for a, him. I'm excited big, for him. Big I ups mean, for LeBron. Big, big ups, ups for LeBron. I again, I'm just I I like LeBron as a person. Like he seems like a real cool dude. I'm excited for him to be in this movie. Again, I'm more excited to see Don Cheadle. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still I still want to give LeBron his chops. Like he's he's gonna be doing a Space Jam Space Jam movie. This generation, this is going to be what they think when they say space jam you know our generation we think michael jordan this one is gonna think lebron james so lebron james congratulations exactly. <laughs> the, the vine will resurrect again it's, it will it will resurrect <laughs> It's going to be beautiful. But speaking of other things that are beautiful, recently was the Golden mm-hmm. Globes. Yes. Um, last Sunday, mm-hmm. um, we're actually recording this <laughs> on a one story. Oh. Um, so the Sunday before that was the Golden Globes, and we totally missed it, kind of. We did, a little bit. So going forward, especially because it is in the middle of award season, we're going to try mm-hmm. and catch the awards, kind of go through who's been nominated and actually mm-hmm. watch yep. either together or apart and give our takes on the winners. Um, yep. Golden Globes, I agreed with some of these, disagreed with some of these, mm-hmm. mostly agreed with all of these, actually. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, me too. Yeah. One, one that I know you told me you were super excited about and that I was also super excited about, Andra Day yeah. winning Best Actress for Billie Holiday versus the United States. I flipped that, the United States versus Flip. Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous movie, we're going to watch it. And yes. she, is just phenomenal from the small bits that I have seen of the film. I have not seen the whole thing yet. Yeah, she deserved bits. that. Oh, place. yes. She did oh, such yes. a great job. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... I mean, the other the other nominees, um, Viola Davis. I love me some Viola Davis. She me also too. did a phenomenal job. I'm not trying to discount them, but oh. Andrew Day, she deserved that win for that movie. Oh, absolutely, so. absolutely! Like huge round of applause for everyone in every picture that was nominated. Mm-hmm. But Andrew Day, you're beautiful. We love you. Yeah. You did fantastic. <laughs> Super big congratulations. Yes. Um, another winner that I think did a phenomenal job as well, Daniel Kaluuya for this yes. and the Black Messiah. He got his win for Best Supporting Actor. Yes. I mean, again, have not seen the movie. I love him as an actor and most of the things that he's done. That is another mm-hmm. one that we are going to have to watch. Um, yes. But from what I've seen, from what I've heard, he was phenomenal in that movie as well. Like another, another hit for him after you know getting not even his first acting job but getting put on the map with get out like here's here's him just continuing to be awesome (laughs) he is very powerful on the screen Mm -hmm. like in get out when he that i just the scene that sticks in my mind with get out is when he is mouth agape eyes wide tears streaming down his face the the hypnotism the sunken place yes Mm -hmm. that was beautiful just beautiful when it makes me feel 
feel all kinds of different things at once and I feel what the actor is feeling it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous and one person that I also saw that did that for me was Chadwick Boseman winning yes, Best Actor did. He, he is a phenomenal actor as well and he did a great job a great great job in this film and I with him he did phenomenal I loved him in Black Panther but everything else yes. he's done <laughs> after everything else he's done mm-hmm. after that especially this recent film just a big congratulations to him yeah I, I I just can't say enough about how much I love these first three people I yeah I I love all three of them I'm very happy that Chadwick Boseman got to win mm-hmm. that award it's yes. very sad that we lost him so soon and so it kind of reminds you that while he was filming that movie he was also dealing with cancer so it's yeah. kind of like dude you were doing a lot and of of course his family has come out to say that he wanted to keep it in house he didn't want you know pity he wanted to just keep moving forward as as mm-hmm. hard and as long as he could mm-hmm. which I can kind of understand but again it's that is that's amazing and sad and yes. I'm glad that it came out so well I'm glad that Ma Rainey's um was such a good movie again so yeah glad that he won i know you don't agree (laughs) but i'm i'm actually okay that sasha barrett cohen won for borat for best actor in a motion picture musical or comedy (laughs) no it's not that that i don't think he deserve to win best actor like for Borat I just disagree that Borat won over Hamilton (laughs) but that's that's just me I've never really been a huge fan of the Borat movies guilty like I've never been a huge fan of them Sasha Baron Cohen however love him in Les Mis and Sweeney Todd yes yes. love him as an actor I think he deserves that win because he does do an incredible job but Borat as a whole as a movie I feel like should not have won over <laughs> Hamilton or even Palm Springs. Okay, I, I kind of give you that one. Palm Springs was very funny. I yeah. did love Hamilton. I kind of knew they weren't going to let Lin-Manuel Miranda win another one for Hamilton. He already got all his awards for the actual, like when it was actually on Broadway. Um, That's fair. I mean, I kind of wanted him to pull it out so he'd get closer to the EGOT, but... I knew he wasn't going to. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen, he did. I I find some of the Borat jokes funny. Some are kind of just like, okay, that was dumb. Like, you know, mm-hmm. stupid funny. Yeah, or, and yeah. I can handle stupid funny to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I, for example, the movie Dinner for Schmucks. I love Steve Carell. I adore that man. Yeah. He cannot sit through Dinner for Schmucks. That was stupid Schmucks. funny, I'm yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know people love that movie, but I can't sit through it. I turned it off 10 minutes in. Yeah. I can handle it. That's Borat, a tough one. It's very similar. I can watch it but I'm like on my phone doing other I'm not really paying attention because I'm trying to drown it out (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just one of those stupid like stupid funnies that yeah I can't really get with. I can't I can't pick up what they're throwing. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, just real quick, you know, our congratulations to all of the winners, but especially yeah. some of our favorites. Soul 
for winning Best Animated Feature oh. and Best Original Score with uh, John Patiste, Trent Rasner, and Atticus Ross. Um, yeah. Congratulations, Minari, who has one of my favorite actors from The Walking Dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, he's getting more roles after such a long stint on a TV show because that can make or break your career sometimes because they mm-hmm. only see you in that role. Um, one day I'm going to get you to watch Walking Dead. It's scary. <laughs> it's, not, it's not scary after a point but you know that's neither here nor there I'm not gonna force you to watch a scary a scary thing if it gives you anxiety but again I might just sneak it in like hey look at the scene Peace no, I've seen you. scenes of The Walking Dead, but for me to like <laughs> sit and watch it, I, I can't. It's yeah. it's on the same level as Supernatural for me. It got scary. <laughs> um, that's the movie portion of it. Of course, they also do TV shows and miniseries. So congratulations to Shit's Creek, which is one of the shows on our list that I am actually have yet to see. So I'm going to watch yeah. that after I finally finish Firefly. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Kind of just gives you more props that that is a great show. Um, The Crown won two or three actually three awards uh, best actor Josh Josh O'Connor for playing Mm -hmm. Prince Charles um, for best drama series and for um, supporting actress uh, Gillian Anderson who played Margaret Thatcher in this last season yeah absolutely phenomenal work and also big congratulations to Gnomeland for winning the best uh, for winning um, best one of the best picture uh, categories and to mm-hmm. Chloe Zhao for best director yes. of Gnomeland. Huge congratulations for that. Congratulations, congratulations. Again, if we could go through all of these, we definitely would. Um, we would. But, you know... <laughs> Unless you want another two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> for for the Oscars, which is coming up in April, we are actually going to de- dedicate most of this beginning news time to either the nominees when they come out on the 15th, so um, that episode after that, and then we're going to, you know, of course actually watch it discuss uh the movies and stuff mm-hmm. and hopefully have actually seen those movies by that point so we know what we're talking about so yeah um now that now that we are done with news uh let's get into these tv shows we're gonna switch yep. it up a little bit and talk about firefly first firefly, firefly. <laughs> you have finally gotten to my favorite yeah. episode yes, of the yes. series, the flashback episode. <laughs> the flashback episode where you see how Mal got the ship, mm-hmm. uh, Serenity, and how he met some of the crew, like uh, Kaylee, Jane, uh, Wash, um, and um, her name's not Zoe. What's the other one? Inara. Inara. Inara, the the companion, yes. Yes. <laughs> so that was that was actually very that was that was a very interesting episode it was very kind of um different from the rest that i had watched just because yeah. they started in media res with uh mal basically laying on the floor dying after mm-hmm. being shot by the people who were supposed to help him so i was a little sad about that but yeah. i loved um getting to meet all of them i love standing <laughs> I love Wash in that mustache. <laughs> oh my god, Alan Tudyk and his mustache Alan is iconic. Alan Tudyk, if you listen to this, bring it back. Bring we it back. The bring the mustache back. I know you're doing Resident back. Alien right now. 
I know okay. it's kind of uncomfortable under the prosthetic. Just bring it back, you know, smush it, smush it down with some Vaseline. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. But yeah, yeah, that was that was such a good episode. It was actually really sad because he said bye to everyone going down with the ship. Um, exactly. The, I, I yeah. love that one because it is so different from the rest of the series as a whole. And because you really get a glimpse into the past, how Mal met everybody, how he got the ship, and how mm-hmm. much he really does care about yeah. everybody on that ship, everybody on that crew. And he wasn't staying on the ship to have that pride of, I'm the captain, I gotta go down with my ship. It, it was, was... Save everyone was, else. Yes, it was the safety of everybody else. He was willing to sacrifice his life so everybody else had a chance to live. Yeah. It was so. just beautifully done how it was told as a story, how they drop you just right in the middle, no context, mm-hmm. and you find out bits and pieces, and the puzzle pieces click together as you go through it. Yeah. It's my favorite episode out of the whole show. Whole yeah, it, that was that was a great episode, I will say that. The other episodes I watched, um, there was the hospital heist. <laughs> where the heist, <laughs> the heist, a good old heist, um, where you know he Simon convinces them to go into the hospital so he can take a picture of a River's brain to find out what happened to her, mm-hmm. and also so they can get medicine to seal um, the cell. Yeah. That episode was really hard because I had told you last week that mm-hmm. um, it was really hard to like mal and yeah super hard to like jane mal yes. got a pass because i like nathan fillion as an actor <laughs> <laughs> jane not so much and that episode i was like jane you dick seriously because he right? sold them out and then when mal was going to like he's like you better you better tell me the truth before i let you basically suffocate in this seal and he's just like don't tell them i did this like you it kind of redeems him, but not really. Like mm-hmm. you, you are going to sell them out for what? She, she stabbed you for some reason. Part of it is because, again, the movie they kind of already say like she can hear people's thoughts. Yeah. Um. So she heard something that messed her up. Like you know, a little, she's a little crazy, of course, but also she mm-hmm. heard something that messed her up, so she went to stab him. Um. I just. <sighs> It's really hard to like Jane. Even with seeing flashback and seeing how like lovably dumb he is, it's still very hard to like Jane. And he's a big part of the group and I want to like him. Like uh, Mal got redeemed. He stuck yeah. up for people. He, he finally considered like he considered them family. It's just mm-hmm. more that he is a surly guy who, you know, uh, doesn't want to seem like he's mushy on the inside. Yeah, he so, hides behind a mask of surly toughness Mm -hmm. but really on the inside he is a softy yeah he's a he's he's a huge softy on the inside so that was that was a little hard to watch it was kind of just like fuck you jane (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely but yeah um I loved the episode. Uh, I love that episode one because holy crap, Zach Efron. <laughs> right? When I first watched Firefly and that episode happened, I was like, oh my God, young Zach Efron before high school musical. Before high school musical. I didn't even know he existed before high school musical. Right? Like, it was a huge mind trip for me because I was like, wait, didn't he just like appear out of nowhere? Like, wasn't high school musical his big thing? Which it was. It was. But he was also a child actor who did fucking Firefly. Right? So, I mean, for one, <laughs> Zach Efron. But I also love the episode where uh, Mal gets married uh, to Christina Hendricks, which there yeah. could be worse things because she's a babe. 
is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. And I love her character, Saffron, as a character, because she's yeah. damn good. I'm so she sad good. that you get to really expand on how she became what she did. In yeah. She just oh, kind of was did. this companion, assassin, spy-type lady out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. But for why? What started it? What's her backstory? I need to know. Oh, you could tell she was about to be reoccurring, if not made permanent. I'm sorry. Christina Hendricks is such a good actress. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I'm glad she went on to do um, Mad Men. I'm glad she's doing Good Girls right now. So, you know, snaps to her. I find it funny that she is, she's a very well-endowed woman. She's always been that way. Yeah. And everything she plays in wants to cover up her tatas. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just, you kind of just want to be like, just show them. Free the top <laughs> Free the Free top it. <laughs> Like, I think no. there was only one moment when she's actually, like, you find, like, you know, he sees her in her natural element. She's, like, mm-hmm. wearing, like, the, the cat suit or whatever, like, the cat burglar suit that they put females in all the time. Right. And that was, like, you know, that was the most revealing thing, but it did mostly cover her up. So I'm I'm sure she's actually a very conservative woman, and that's probably why they cover her up all the time. It's her mm-hmm. choice. And it's yeah. her choice to, you know, show cleavage or not. But I just, I find it hilarious that everything she's in, like, you cannot hide that that much of a well-endowed person I'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's it's difficult and at some point it becomes very blatantly obvious that oh they're really working they're double really over time to try <laughs> to fix this <laughs> So I just, that's like a little funny thing just because I always think about that with her. But I'm, I'm getting towards the end and it's starting to make me sad. Like I want to slow down because I want it to last longer, but I want to speed up so I can get to the end. So you see why when my (laughs) friend a long time ago told me, hey, you got to watch this show. I binged it in one night, one go. I binged it. And when they told me there is no season two, how upset I got. I know that's, that's always in the back of my mind. Like this is it this is it the movie and this is it and so it's it's kind of just it's so sad so sad why would you do this to me why would you why would you do this to a person you consider a friend q huh because (laughs) because you are my friend and i need somebody to suffer with that's why oh but You're making me suffer, though, because I finally finished the first season of Westworld. Yes! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The last three episodes... I can see why you didn't want to tell me. I can see why you not want to tell me. Because this was mind-blowing from start to finish. I stayed up far too late finishing the last Mm -hmm. episode of the first season. I had to. I could not stop. (laughs) Yeah. When you told me you were going to stop at episode seven, I was like, nah, you need to finish this one out. (laughs) You need to just finish it. (laughs) There's too much that goes on. Exactly. Like, the biggest thing for me is we finally figure out that Bernard mm-hmm. is a host, yep. which was all the mind-blowing explosion <laughs> emojis that there are to me. Yep. And it was, he was a host created by Ford based off of Arnold. Mm-hmm. Bernard is Arnold. And we finally get to know more about what Arnold was trying to do. Because I remember you told me that when Dolores heard the voice in her head that said, kill him, it was Bernard's voice which was like making
making me think, oh, is Bernard pretending to be Arnold? No, Bernard is Arnold. He is. Him. I know. He is that him. one. That one. I straight up lied to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't no, want to give it away. Um. So the voice that she's hearing. That's why you said when you said it sounded really distorted. It's because it is. It's yeah. Arnold's voice. It's Ford's voice, and it's also her own internal voice. And yeah. so that's what it was. Was that the very first hosts in the park when um Arnold had lost his son he wanted to experiment with giving them consciousness Mm -hmm. he thought well you know you kind of think in your own head or your you know the whole talking to yourself thing I'm gonna put my voice in these hosts head so Dolores still had that because she's Mm -hmm. she's gotten sort of erased but she's never really been factory reset yeah everyone else has and so you see like the the host that has the uh, snake tattoo Uh she was uh also in the original park so she also had the voice in her head so all the ones from like from then they all had that internal voice and that's also why when they stole the files it said that part of the files was managed by arnold Mm -hmm. because that was his original code and it just kept updating itself right and the interesting thing to me was arnold you could tell from the very jump he was excited because he's like oh they're starting to get consciousness he said i originally envisioned it as a pyramid but Mm -hmm. no it's more cyclical than that and the more iterations you go through and the more times you try the closer you get to the center of the maze which is what Mm -hmm. we figure out the maze is yeah it's not the end of the game necessarily for william who i've got i've got things (laughs) to say about that man um, but, and I'll get to that in a second, but it's to, it's the achieving, achievement of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And Arnold at some point realizes I'm giving them consciousness, but I'm also giving them all of these human flaws, the agony of being human. Mm-hmm. And he, in my interpretation at least, could not deal with that. So he says, you know what, we can't open the park. And um, Ford and everybody else is like, no, we're opening the park. And so... Mm-hmm. To stop the park from opening, he tells Dolores to get Teddy and kill all the other hosts in the park. Yeah. And then kill him. Dolores kills Teddy. And then Dolores kills her damn self. Yes. Um, And that was one of the original things as well that they, um, that, you know, Ford says at the very end, or not the very end, but his last conversation with Dolores, um, all of the code that was a quote-unquote problem, like the reveries, that was Arnold. Arnold made the reveries so they would remember pain, because that's what he thought, that pain and grief would um, give them consciousness. Give them consciousness, that you would, you know, remember that more, and that would help you gain consciousness. That's when he still had the whole pyramid idea, that you're overcoming that pain, and so you're becoming more, um, yeah, climbing the hill not more human because they also you know he also says that we didn't want you to be human humans are flawed humans have nowhere else to go you were going to be a new thing all on itself and we were the gods who created you um arnold also you know this mysterious character that everyone was trying to find wyatt arnold created wyatt just for this for that moment of i'm going to make dolores kill me but dolores herself the way i've programmed her can't do it dolores is too gentle and nice and I mm-hmm. and I love her like my own child yes. so I'm going to give her the other personality of Wyatt who is a stone cold killer and will do this yeah Wyatt because I originally and this is where the writing is brilliant in this show mm-hmm. I thought Wyatt was an entirely separate character which in a yep. way she is yes. in a way I thought she was an entirely separate host that has been yeah. in the wings waiting like underground 
underground, super secret. No, it was Dolores this entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's that was awesome that's um if you remember we watched the first episode together yes we did and i had said something when i saw like it's the first not the first couple of minutes but it's the first time you see like the inner workings of the park and um bernard does something and i said oh that makes sense when he's doing the things with his glasses that's a reverie yeah Mm -hmm. that's and that's why it's just like man how did i miss that because again i know the whole time bernard's the robot yeah you (laughs) the whole time i'm sitting there going like oh this dude's pretty cool like yeah but then it made sense to me when you see ford and bernard after he's created and finished he Mm -hmm. says no 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 don't do it like that do it like this he uses it as a time to think and perfecting that reverie Mm -hmm. it is so cool and ford is an evil damn genius anthony hopkins i love you you're fantastic (laughs) he did this so he said arnold can finally be the perfect partner yep what (laughs) (laughs) no he was what uh ford was definitely more maniacal than arnold was arnold had a soft spot that's what he said his his child dying changed yep. him and yep. um ford even says this with um mave which is why i said just wait um yeah <laughs> he said mave was if if he ever actually had a child it would be someone like mave so that's him basically saying you know arnold did dolores but i made you in how i thought i would think like you yep. basically have my personality and if you see it it's it's one of those things where it's you have to look at one of those like YouTube videos where they zoom in real close. One of the times that she's looking at the pad, her escape was programmed. So she was not actually free until she decided to stay. Exactly. And that's why I also love Maeve as a character. And I have this as a note. I was like, who, like everything that she was doing, the waking up and actually doing Mm -hmm. all of the actions to get her to the point where she was going to escape was all programmed. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, who did that? Was it Ford? Was it Arnold? Was it somebody else? It was Ford, right? It was Ford. Yeah. That was his idea of, you know, Arnold's thing was you have to go inward. Ford's was you have to realize that your world isn't real first. Got it. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. (laughs) And speaking of like the world being not real and what their interpretation of the world is, William, sir. Sir, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Oh, I kept that one in. Again. Oh, that that reveal was beautiful. Like, poetically, tragically, Shakespeareanly beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous. Like, I love... It is why I kept bringing them up. So hard. I was rooting for William so hard. And then I realized who he became, and now I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's easy. They said the park would reveal your true self. Um, They did. They warned him. That reveal, again, was a very big reveal when it first came on. For one, that was one of those like, oh, no. Yeah. That's why I kept bringing up the misadventures of William and Logan. Logan. (laughs) As you were just disregarding them all together. I was like, no, we got to bring it back because I know what's coming. I was like, it clicked for me. The episode before last, I was like, oh, oh, these are flashbacks. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and and that was another was like, thing. Oh, and everything just, I love it when the puzzle pieces just click. They keep yeah. you guessing until the last second. They, I'm surprised they did not click sooner for you because that was 
was one that I almost tripped up on and you just kind of moved past it. Uh, when you yeah. asked about Lawrence, um, when you said, is that just another time? Yes, mm-hmm. it was. And I said, yes. And I was like, wait, you're not <laughs> And I, I just got too excited that I glossed over it. I was like, oh, cool. And yeah. then I moved on. You moved on. Because it now... wasn't like in your mind. But if you think about it, that's that's why you saw, like, it seemed that the gun disappeared when Dolores yeah. was picking it up. She, because their brains are actual hard drives, mm-hmm. they have no concept of time. Yep. And also because they're robots, they don't really age. So everyone looks the same except for the hosts, like, uh, except for the visitors. Yeah. Um, the guests. So she, she basically took that trip three different times. The first time where he, uh, where Arnold is about to close the, do the thing to close the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do the thing to do the thing, do the thing uh, close the, thing. the park <laughs> <laughs> the second time with young William yes the third time by herself where she again gets to the end and then sees the man in black and that's when she that's when you kind of see that the the timelines or it is a timeline when she's like William will come for me you think before she's talking about Teddy but no she's basically reliving her time with William and so mm-hmm. she basically forgot or she's glossed over that she died somehow in a very horrific way from the other hosts or from a guest and got reset and that's actually what set William off was that he could see that she was gaining consciousness in that one time remembering the first time she went through it yeah and someone killed her and they reset her and so he was just like that was real this can be real this is the game I want to play and that's why he kept saying I want to play the game you're going to tell me how to play the game yeah and he's like I want it to be real he's like I want real life stakes I want Mm -hmm. there to be something actually on the line because he knew to me in the back of his mind when he fell in love with Dolores he knew yes she was gaining consciousness yes she didn't want her to die but he knew it wasn't real and he Mm -hmm. desperately desperately wanted it to be that's where it gets very Shakespearean to me is that it's oh it's just star-crossed lovers romance and I love it (laughs) but I also hate William at the same time because he turned into such an asshole I know He's, He's such a shit character. I mean, the man in black is also who essentially ruined Maeve's life. Yeah. Maeve's worst memory, her nightmare, is the time that the man in black came in and killed her daughter in front of her. And that's and that's also why he um wanted there to be real stakes because it wasn't mm-hmm. just a one-off with Dolores. When he killed the little girl, Maeve actually had a real reaction to it, not just yep. a host like, oh no and like freezes so when he saw that suffering was what caused it that's why he went off the rails because he was like there is something actually going on here and it seems to be grief and pain that does it so I'm going to be the biggest biggest asshole that I can the most violent person I can and force these robots to actually feel something to show me that they feel something real exactly to make it real to have them finally achieve that consciousness to be real mm-hmm. and he makes tried to make up for it in his real life with being a philanthropist and doing all these good deeds but even his wife hated him his daughter said we never knew what would set you off every day with you was hell mm-hmm. like in real life he tried to pass off all of his sins that nobody got to see because in in Westworld nobody judges you can come here and sin in peace nobody does yeah so that's gosh such a great challenge it's the end it, and, it really is great i can't wait can't wait for second season yes i mean 
<laughs> originally, just imagine if you'd actually watched the show when it came out and you had to wait two years. Absolutely. Two not. full years. <laughs> That's like when I started watching BBC Sherlock and I had to wait almost four years for a season Brilliant. three. Brilliant. Yep. Remember that. that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, I'm excited for you to see season two. I really want you to see season two. A lot more stuff gets explained, a lot more questions asked. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned, but that's also a big question that you that I will I will give you this little nugget. Um, what they were trying to steal from the park, uh, Tessa Thompson and the corporate espionage. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear her actually say it. It's not the hosts themselves or their brains, like their programming. Even though that they you know they've crossed the uncanny valley, no one's ever done that. It's yeah. You know, it's basically AI in real time and stuff like that. That is not the data she was collecting. She was collecting something else that was more important. So that is something that's explored in um, second season. Yes, go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep a close eye out for that. Yeah. I'll keep a close eye out for it. Cause <laughs> I'm curious because if it's not the code, what, what is it? What else? What yeah. else are we after? Is it, I don't know, some like part, like something like having to do with like the world itself? I don't know. The actual like mechanics of how the AIs work? I don't know. But we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. I'll find yeah, out. we'll find out. By next um, episode, I'll like, my third eye will open and everything will become clear. <laughs> it won't. It'll be more confusing, actually. God damn it. <laughs> I know. We were hoping that it was going to become clear. Season I'm two so- is just, uh, season two got mixed results. Again, because we had to wait for two years, so everything had cooled off. But I loved, I mean, I love all this. There's three seasons so far. Um, but it definitely it gets it gets really real now that you had that ending, uh, where yeah. she is just shooting in the crowd. So season two, you look forward to seeing that aftermath. Um, no one but I think Maeve. I might be giving something away. I'm giving it away, no. Um, no <laughs> one really knows. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't give it to me. I'm too excited. Don't give it to me. <laughs> don't don't do it. I'm not. Um, no one knows that Bernard's is uh robot yet no one knows that's right no one knows the person who knew is dead (laughs) person who found out is dead (laughs) yep um so you don't know you don't know what happened with that you don't know what happened to poor elsie uh that was one of the one of the things you think she just got grabbed you know it was bernard yes um because four told him to four told him to there was like there was like a secret code and a secret video and a secret thing uh where you could basically enter it in in the website and they gave you like like security footage uh where you see Elsie so you know she's still alive that was in that two-year period so I'm gonna just give that one to you um yeah so she's still alive they haven't found her yet so there's that um you know Maeve at least at least two (laughs) robots are fully conscious so what is that gonna mean for everyone else are are more robots gonna be conscious um you got like what is it the worst of the worst uh Trevor from from GTA. Um, oh God! Oh no! <laughs> he's you know you see him you see yeah. him smiling. He's super excited when she starts firing in the crowd. You see William finally get like oh my God yeah, yeah buddy when like, she starts shooting into the oh, crowd. Yeah. He's like finally finally my mm-hmm. time has come. My time has come. So that is something to look forward to in season two. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, excited. I'm I'm excited for this new show uh, as we said last week we replaced fate wink wink saga 
which I always forget is the actual name. Um, we replaced <laughs> it with devs, which devs. is a much better choice. So good. It's so, My... good. It's so confusing, though. Okay, so <laughs> I am slightly further ahead than you are. I will try not to give anything away. Yeah, you little cheater. But I will tell you, my very first impression, very first episode right out of the gate was 2001 Space Odyssey. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, 2001 Space Odyssey, for sure. That is also one of my big things. Um, It reminds me of a show that's on, uh, that was on Amazon Prime because it was just like, it was just as weird. Not just as weird. It the the trailer was just as weird, but this show devs actually does it a lot better. And so I like mm-hmm. it a lot more. Um I'm trying to find the name of it. I can't find the name. It's um it was based off a uh, a British show and I wish I could find it for you. I I had to stop watching it because it got ridiculous for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um so that's something that we can discuss later. Um devs is so good. It's it's so stylish. Realistic. I love right? it. The, the shots. Like this is oh. one as an actual film student that I can actually, you know, dust off my my film analysis on, you know, the the very first episode, that kind of motif of the Fibonacci sequence and mm-hmm. just everything having to be so perfect and in its place was interesting. Right? Um seeing the uh the head guard who I have his name pulled up here. Um, yeah, Fenton. Um, seeing Stinton, Fenton. Kenton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, seeing him like his his very first shot in the shadows. So already you're just like you're you're shady a creepy guy. guy, shady guy, literally. Um, <laughs> being framed right in the middle of basically like right in the middle of a shot, which is very very unusual. If you've ever noticed in anything you've ever watched, they like to put people catty corner or on one side or left side, up mm-hmm. or down you not like putting people right in the middle and it's something that's very stylistic um him being framed by the windows it's kind of like you know that he is in this box himself like he is in Mm -hmm. one role he sticks to his role and then have that go with the russian guy the poor russian guy sergey um sergey he he again right in the middle of the shot but they make it like they're something slightly off when they just put a a random lamp random lamp so that one was you know that was such a great shot the first perspective with um when they're in actual the actual development area which Mm -hmm. the fuck are they developing (laughs) like that's that's the most confusing part for me it's not the corporate espionage i can get behind that i can follow that all day it's what are they actually developing there (laughs) you know oh my gosh this is what happens when you watch ahead But I am so glad you're loving the cinematography, the stylisticness, the way that they frame their shots. What they do is very purposeful in telling you more about the characters, telling you more about the roles that they do. That was one of my very first notes. I was probably 15 minutes in, not even that, maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. And one of my first notes in my notebook was the cinematography is beautiful. Beautiful. The beautiful, beautiful. is beautiful. The positioning of the music, you had that montage at the very beginning with the weird mm-hmm. cor- excuse me, choral music. You had the um, disjointed tones um, when, you know, Nick Offerman would just come on scene. Like, not even jump scare, but you just, like, it was, like, off. It, Enough to it got you, you on off edge. kilter. Yeah, it puts you on edge. Um, when Sergei sees the code for the first time you hear you know as he's you know you hear the disjointed choral like them saying different things at all at the same time while he's looking at it
it, like you can hear his mind racing. And then when he goes to the bathroom, you hear like the very, very slow, almost siren of something is not right here. And then you get like, it's so well done. So well done. And they totally, totally like came from left field with the corporate espionage because Mm -hmm. you think it's, oh, it's just going to be about what whatever they're creating, something with quantum whatever. They they threw out the word co- quantum like every five minutes. Um, yeah, every, <laughs> every five it, minutes. It, is, it actually does become significant, like super significant. And how they, out of, like you said, left field, just flip it. And on now its all of a sudden it's a spy movie. <laughs> because Sergei, because I actually saw he watch this scene and I made a joke of it, with Sergei just with his watch, obviously facing the front of the screen yeah he <laughs> thought he was james bond right really was... did. i was like oh sergey no i told no one sits at a computer like that and i was like in fact nobody sits at a computer like that with their watch business spells. <laughs> exactly and why would you pull that with somebody who's already been very well established as a not mentally stable not 100 all their clear thinking character like Forrest, Nick Offerman. Yeah, Mike like Forrest, yeah. He established um, from the get-go when he has that meeting with Sergei from going to very nice to turning on a dime. Mm-hmm. And that terrifying, maniacal character, which he may or may not be. Yeah, he may, he or, may, or, may or may not, not be. be. But I... <laughs> I am excited for this show. I watched, I only watched the first three episodes because I'm not a cheater cheater like you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting ready for next week, man. Hey, next next episode. I (laughs) I will, I will catch up, of course. Um, Devs is going to be another fast one just because it's so good and it's so short. And I really hope they actually follow through with the second season because, of course, because of the pandemic, it mm-hmm. got cut and put on hold, so we really won't know. But I'm, I yeah. am so excited for this show. Once we finish, I am telling everyone that I know they need to watch it. And kind of retcon, the show it reminds me of or reminded me of from the trailer was called Utopia. And Utopia was like, yes. it could have been good, but it wasn't. And devs actually lived up to its hype. And so that's why I'm so excited for devs because I love I love weird shows like this. I love espionage and intrigue. And again, I want to know what are they actually making? Because they say something like, you know, they can see 2000 years back in time, like when they when they have like that weird picture, fuzzy picture of Christ and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I. I have a guess that they're trying to see into the future. Um, I really don't know. I really want to find out. So that's why I'm just like, we're just going to finish it. We're just going to watch. Yeah, just finish it. (laughs) This is the one time where I actually called something on the dot. Nice. On the dot, I called it. But I'm not going to tell you what I called. No, you can't tell me because now you know for sure. So thank you for that cue. Okay, I'll, I'm going to play you. I'm going to be you. Do you want to know? Um, no, I actually want to experience <laughs> those, so... <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I won't tell you. Uh, it's like one of those things. You got to let the reveal be good, yeah. be natural. Speaking of reveals that are so good. Yes. Blow my mind. I mean, I had Westworld. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The season finale and the last few episodes yes. of The Boys. The Boys. Yes. Boys. Wow. Um, there is so much to unpack. So Hopefully much to go through. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Um, I am terrified for everybody. 
Yes. It's getting too damn real because you finally find out a lot about Homelander. Mm-hmm. Like he was a um super baby raised in a lab by this yeah. doctor whose name escapes me. I do not have it written down. I just have the doctor. Yeah, I don't have and, it written down. He is also the doctor. Right. So this doctor tells Homelander he is his greatest failure because he realizes Homelander needed an actual mother and father figure in his life, which he never had. Mm-hmm. So the scene that they film with Homelander visiting his home, his childhood home, yep, all fake. 100% fake and staged. And he freaks out over the blanket because that was the blanket he had when he was a child being raised in this lab and being experimented on. The only, the only real thing in that entire shoot. Yes, the only real thing. And it really set him off. Really, really, really set him off. Yeah. And I do have this note because I just have to, I have to say it. His name is John? His real name is John? Really, John? It's a boring boring name for such a villain, I know. Because he is, he is a villain. Well, a 100% grade A villain. And I think, I'm kind of catching a motif here. Mm -hmm. um, Because even with The Deep, The Deep's name is Kevin. Yeah. And I think they give them such boring ass names to try to, to try to tell you that these people are still people, yes. but they are corrupted people because of their powers, which they mm-hmm. were not born with, but they were, they were given, given. Mm-hmm. by drugs, these powers, and were put into environments that made them evil. Yep. Like yep, it's, yep, yep. it's a really great, cause I'm a, I'm a psychology student. I have my bachelor's degree in psychology. Psychology has been a passion thing of mine for a long time, just because I find the human brain fascinating mm-hmm. from a psychology standpoint the thing that they're doing with showing you how regular people can become total villains or somebody who you thought was a total villain could also get get theirs and get their own medicine handed to them and have a total mental breakdown like deep has a full britney spears 2007 head shave moment he does I, yeah i've been there deep i've been there personally i'm feeling for you still no. don't feel <laughs> super deep for you because you're raped a lot of women yeah actually assaulted a lot of women like you kind of feel bad like you know again the actor himself is a great guy so you know when he looks so sad and everything you're just like oh but you still sexually harassed a lot of people actually (laughs) exactly that's my thing it's like oh i feel bad because of the actor but then when i Mm. think about the actual character i'm like oh i mean mm, Mm. sucks that it it does suck that it happened to you like you were sexually assaulted but now you finally realize what it was like for all oh, the those, other women yeah. you did that to so that that's a hard thing um how did you like a little cameo from Haley Joel Osman? oh my god <laughs> uh, girl. big ups to him <laughs> yeah. I was like okay I, I love that he's playing more of these, like, kind of roles that make fun of his own career, where he's a child <laughs> actor. Uh, I love beautiful. that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that poetic beautifulness that I just, I love. I love so much. Yeah. But I, the thing that yeah, really blew thing. my mind with the whole, the whole finale and the whole reveal was two things about Homelander. Number one, he really, you see his villainous side really, really, really strongly when he admitted oh yeah i made that soup terrorist for you Mm -hmm. for For you you, director lady i did it for you so you could get what you wanted and now we have now we're the only solution to this problem because
because of me. Mm-hmm. And then we find out Robin ba-ba-da-ba, is alive. Is alive. With yes, Homelander's you... baby. Yeah. Son so... of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Butcher's wife, his one true love, the reason why he hates soups so much so much is because she used to work at Vought yep. and Homelander got interested in her sociopath that he is decides that well I'm gonna just take what I want mm-hmm. and full on rapes her and because he is Homelander she had to fake her own death and go into hiding so he never found out about her or her kid yeah because the doctor and mm-hmm. uh, director lady lie to him yep. but because he's such a sociopath and he's also smart He's incredibly smart. He is incredibly smart. We will give him that. It's also terrifying. He picks up the subtle difference in their story, and he's like, no, 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 you're both lying to me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he was going to kill her. I knew he was going to kill Director Lady. Oh, they've I... been building up to that one. Oh, yeah, they were building up to that one. Like, I knew she was going to die. I knew he was going to kill her. Sad that Teddy the baby died. I know. Well, no I mean, again, that. we already saw he had no issues killing kids. Yeah, he had absolutely no issues at all. Mm-hmm. But here's my question. Who's Teddy's father? Who did did she have this baby with that one i don't know like i said i saw the first season and missed yeah. the second so we are now on the same page mm-hmm. um she was not actually a character in the comic books so uh-huh. a lot of her backstory is still a mystery um i uh-huh. think season one Again, because now the comic books are in my brain. You find out what happens to um, Lamplighter and the other one. Yep. Uh, Translucent? No. Translucent, we know what happened to him. Oh. <laughs> um, do you mean um, A-Train? Mallory. No, Mallory. 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 Yeah, Mallory. Mm-hmm. You finally find out their whole story. And Mallory hates Butcher. She's so pissed. So well, Butcher. Well, of course, because Butcher is very... Like I said, Butcher is no, in no def- definition of the word, a good guy. No. Like, yeah, he had something horrible happen to him, and you feel for him because that was his wife. He thinks that she's dead, but he knows that she actually disappeared because nothing added up because he's also smart. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, he is, he does not, it's very, it's very black and white for him. And so it makes yeah. him not a good guy. Um, What happened with Mallory, male Mallory, that's what they say. Frenchie was distracted and when the super was aiming for Mallory Lamplighter um was aiming for Frenchie he hits um he decides like when he can't get Frenchie he decides to go after Mallory's grandkids to hit Mallory the hardest and then kills Mallory like that's a sad sad story and the fact that Butcher One just glosses over it is horrible super horrible like he's so blinded by hatred for the supers specifically Homelander Mm -hmm. he's willing to drag anyone down with him by any means necessary to get Homelander. Yeah. Speaking of dragging people down, I kind of felt like I always felt bad for Huey. Again, like you never, I never thought he was actually going to get with Annie just because it was a little too soon. His girlfriend just Mm -hmm. died. Like he said, that was going to be it for him. And she basically died in an instant. But at the same time, he was a good friend to Annie and Annie was a good friend to him. And the fact that Butcher exploited it and then Homelander exploited it, like you're basically, now you're basically basically comparable to the the person that you hate the most for what exactly. your actions are doing so yeah. i'm i'm interested to see that in the second season i'm excited to see the second season now that we've both caught up so we can both be on the same page yeah, <laughs> so we, can, we can blind react nobody knows anything 
Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. We're going to blind react to this together and it's going to be great. I feel my one final note that I had for the finale was I feel so bad for Annie. Yeah. So bad for her. She's like her mom knew that she was not a super, a naturally born super. super. Mm-hmm. Was willingly gave her compound V to basically have her live her life vicariously through her daughter. Yeah. She's basically and, the, the momager. Yeah, she is the momager, like evil momager. And when her husband, Annie's dad, couldn't take it anymore, he just left. He was like, nope, I'm done. I don't agree with this anymore. I'm out. And then Annie has to find out basically all at the same time, Homelander thinks that she's working with Huey and Butcher and everybody to bring down the Seven, which Mm -hmm. at the time she was not. She then finds out that Huey has been using her this whole time. Yeah. And then she finds out everything about Compound V from Huey, finds out that her mom knew that she wasn't a natural born child and that she's been manipulated and molded her entire life into what Mm -hmm. her mom wanted to be. And she's like, I've never thought my own thought or done my own thing my entire life. Yeah. Like, I feel so bad for her. I I just give her a hug. Yeah, I just want to give her a hug. I feel bad for her just because she's kind of the best of them of both groups. Like, Huey is a close second because he does generally feel bad for taking advantage of her and he wants to tell her the truth so bad it's always Butcher who's like no you can't use this exploit use this we need information use this distractor distractor so I you don't want to see her get jaded I don't want to see her get jaded in the second season but at the same time you know you see a lot of growth she she is actually a lot I mean emotionally stronger than all of them because they oh, all yeah. have issues and you know this whole show is based off of them having issues and and butcher <laughs> exploiting those issues yeah <laughs> so I I want to see what happens with her because I just I want her to get her happy ending at least if there's Me if there's too. a happy ending to have let her have it um it's not I kind of want to like I don't want to do like what I think is going to happen in second season because I saw enough that I kind of get the basic gist of what's going to happen in second season so it's not going to be totally blind and also they're already on to third season and I'm more excited to catch up to third season before it airs just because my favorite person is going to be in there now Jensen Ackles Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> See, is I always know who he is. I know who he is. <laughs> and Dean Winchester? I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. So. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Dean Winchester. Okay, Dean Winchester. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for the second season. Can't wait for us to finally blind react to everything together. Yeah. But things that we both blind react together was the... Oh my God, the season finale of WandaVision. My dude. My guy. The most incredible thing I've ever witnessed in my life with mine own eyes. <laughs> oh my god. It oh oh it it so many questions now and I just oh, yeah there's no like is it because the the episode itself is named series finale so does that mean that this is it there's gonna be no more WandaVision this was just basically a six hour or ten hour movie or right is there actually gonna be a season two and it's just not gonna be sitcom based like I just wanna know I know I wanna know um, but they the MCU gods gifted us two incredible end credit scenes yeah Yes. 
And I think, I think either we will get another movie of some sort mm-hmm. or another spinoff show, or we're going to get a completely second season of WandaVision because based off of the second end credit scene where Wanda's in the, it looks like the Swiss Alps or the Netherlands or somewhere, somewhere like that, super isolated. Yeah. And she's just going full Doctor Strange mode with Agatha's grimoire, just doing all the witchy yeah. spell stuff. And you hear her sons say mom mom and then she snaps out of it and it ends yeah that's such a huge cliffhanger we're either gonna get like a standalone scarlet witch movie thing maybe mm-hmm. or a completely second season yeah. i'm hoping for both honestly i just want i'm hoping for witch. both yeah <laughs> um i kind of want to get back to that because there's a lot that goes into both of those post credit scenes actually kind of a little bit more than the actual episode itself but i kind of just kind of want to run down my favorite parts of the episode um i love that there was a whole bunch of callbacks and easter eggs for the original um avengers movies like you know wanda has barely done the little creepy finger wavy (laughs) what did peter say the the red woos the red red woos Yes. Yeah. Um, so she did that to Agatha and Agatha, you know, turns it on her, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was that was a callback. Um, vision fighting. Um, was it color vision fighting black and white vision? <laughs> yeah. He I love that they're they're actually going to blows. They get into the library and then instead of fighting with their fists. They decide to have a philosophical conversation. Philosophical <laughs> yeah. battle that is of mind. Completely, yeah, that's completely vision. And that's exactly kind of what he did with Ultron when he yeah. first came to be. Ultron, he does fight. They go to blows. He finds the last Ultron and he basically has a conversation with him. And yeah. that's that's it. That was a beautiful, beautiful parallel. And my reaction to that was, holy shit, epic kaiju battle. (laughs) It was like, even even like Scarlet, even Scarlet Witch and uh, even Wanda and Agatha, Mm -hmm. they both had their own super awesome, cool, respective kaiju battles. Yes, they did. Um, I was really afraid that Wanda was going to die there for a second because you saw that Agatha was able to absorb her powers. And that was her whole goal was she was just going to take the powers in her mind. She was taking them from someone who's less worthy no you're you're just taking them you're not any worthier but i mean she somehow takes them back so good on yeah. her um you saw the kids get to get to do their little fight they that was cute their little flex um douchey mcdoucherson why you such a douche <laughs> he shot point blank at the kids like he was not even blinking he was just like i'm gonna kill these kids yeah he said <laughs> he said fuck them kids yes and then when um when monica was just like oh no and she like slowed it down and then the kid was just like super awesome mind power and stop the bullet like Neo. Yeah. Like, yes, absolutely. Fuck you, Douche yeah. McDoucherson. <laughs> Douche McDoucherson. And even that, like, again, did not blink. Sees Monica and is still like, yeah, I'm going to shoot you too. Yeah, he was like, I ain't going back to jail. But Jimmy Woo, can we talk about Jimmy Woo? Jimmy Woo. Coming in so clutch. I so love clutch him. I love him. I so love him. I love him so much. I mean, I, we, I, we didn't predict it. Like we said, he's he shows up in something else as a sword agent. So yeah. we know that he's going to get a promotion. He wasn't going to go to jail. Douchey McDoucherson was not going to win. So yeah. it was it was nice to see his comeuppance. It's nice to see him try and run away. And Darcy is just like, good luck in jail. And then <laughs> as fast as she was on screen, she was gone again. <laughs> she exactly. never showed up again. 
poor Darcy. I'm just poor like Darcy. <laughs> in and out, in and out, yeah. super quick. But I loved the one of my favorite parts was when you think Agatha is going to completely destroy Wanda. She absorbs most of her powers. Wanda's just giving it to her left and right, mm-hmm. and Agatha's just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And then Wanda reveals in the clouds, in the sky, these are runes, and like throws it back in Agatha's face. Her whole yeah. lesson on runes, and she then learned. absorbs the magic and fully and becomes a fully realized Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yes. And they oh. made that scene because Agatha, it looked like she was actually afraid when she said, you do not know what you are doing. So it's not just that she wants the power for herself. It's that she did not want um, Wanda to realize her power like it was going to be mm-hmm. in times. So that's that is interesting. I want to see for the second season if there is a second season. I hope there's a second season. Be a second season. Yes, anyway. Please, please, dear MCU gods, this is Quinnitarian <laughs> from school. Please let there be a second season of WandaVision. Amen. Amen. Um, but yeah, <laughs> going back to those post-credit scenes, um, why it's such a big deal, especially with Monica, is that there have been talks about um, doing the storyline Secret Invasion which I think uh-huh. is actually kind of one of the current ones because I have no idea where the MCU is. I think the last kind of full arc was House of M with, mm-hmm. you know, comic book Scarlet Witch being fully powerful, knows how to control it, so in right. grief about her kids um, dying a second time. She wipes out 99% of the mutants of the world, which is over almost half the population in the entire world. And there's only like 400 mutants. And that was their way, you know, all the infinity, um, not infinity war, but infinite earths crisis of consolidating characters. Um, Mm. So I think after that, that was secret, secret invaders, um, which is also why, you know, they brought in the Krolls just being people, you know, Nick Fury in Spider-Man Far From Home was a scroll and Nick Fury is actually on a base. So I wonder if that's the friend she said that she was going to meet is actually Nick Fury um, Mm. because he is in space too. I wonder if it's, if it's her childhood friend, you know, in the movie, uh, Captain Marvel, she actually yeah. made friends with a scroll. So maybe that's her childhood friend. I don't know. Um, but that's something yeah. I can't remember if they're going to make that a movie or if that is actually going to be a show uh, of the secret invasion. So that's something to look forward to. Um, with Wanda, the book, um, it's not actually a grimoire. It is called the dark hold. Uh, they mention oh. it in agents of shield, which is another show I want you to get into. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is basically almost like the Book of the Dance. Like it is from the, not the dark dimension, but it's from like the hell dimension. And it is okay. such a evil book that, you know, of course it's made for witches and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, all that good stuff. But um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they position it as um, if you read the book, it can corrupt your mind just by looking at it, just by reading the words. So there's kind of that thing of maybe Wanda is now corrupted or maybe because she's got magic or access to magic, she's okay. Um, This is, I want to say this is probably the second callback to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually being canon again with MCU Uh because the whole thing with the Hydra Soak Soap, that was Mm -hmm. a little Easter egg that everyone thought from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because they have, you know, Agent Coulson 
<laughs> Spoiler alert, Agent Coulson is alive. Um, <laughs> well, I, I knew Agent Coulson was was alive. As soon as I yeah. saw him in Agent Seals, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, like, thank God. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's, it's one thing. It's like um, he's... Uh, I don't want to give it away because I want you to watch the show. Um, but he mentions <laughs> that you know Hydra is trying to control his mind with these uh, with the blue soap. So yeah. <laughs> oh, Agent Coulson. Yeah. Oh, Agent Coulson. So I'm I'm excited. I think probably the whole thing with her sons and everything. I think they're probably alive in a different dimension. So mm-hmm. as they were saying that this is going to be a tie-in with. Um, multiverse madness. Yeah, with Doctor Strange, that was my mm-hmm. thought too. Is I think that's gonna going be the tie. Yeah, is it gonna be a tie-in, and are we gonna see Scarlet Witch? Are we gonna see Wanda in that? I hope so. That would be great. That would be and awesome. That would be fantastic. Um, I just want to see Doctor Strange and Wanda fight. Like, Ooh, yeah. give me a wizard battle. Uh, I want wizard a wizard battle. <laughs> <laughs> wizard witch battle. Give it oh, to me. That'd be oh, great. I could, but, oh, you know what? That would actually what? be pretty perfect if they did it that way. Because because the end credit scenes have always kind of been almost in media res. Like if you remember the end credit scene of Finding Bucky, um, mm-hmm. that was actually like the middle of Civil War. Yeah. And they kind of did it. So Wanda's in this desolate area where you don't know how she got there where she is it kind of looks like the cabin that um bruce banner was in at the end of incredible hulk when it was still edward norton yeah <laughs> um but <laughs> so it, it could be that same cabin and she's just taking r&r so that cabin is owned by shield who doesn't exist so it's owned by whoever shield is now um so did they tell her that she could stay there to hide out um hearing her kids voices is that her hearing another dimension and i could see that that is like as she's reading the Darkhold, which is a book from a different dimension, it's giving her Mm -hmm. access to other dimensions. And she's powerful enough to perfect her spell and create them again so they stay permanently there so yeah i could, I could see I that could... too because my first initial thought was oh my god is she learning how to make them real yeah is she learning how to bring them like bring them to life legitimately so that was my first thought i will say in the comic book that is how they actually bring them into the new avengers they they get absorbed by mephesto in mm-hmm. the actual wandavision comics um and she um you know something happened happens she ends up finding a different dimensional version of them as 10 12 year olds in their like superhero names and it's like they have different last names but they're both still tommy and billy okay they're not twins but they're like partners and best friends and it's it's her it's her sons in a different reality so that wasn't a comic books just saying just okay so that i'm excited for like yes alone i'm excited for that my first thought with monica and her whole ends credit scene was is she going to go see captain marvel because Mm -hmm. she's gonna be in the new captain marvel movie is she gonna make a cameo like is that gonna happen because i need that to happen (laughs) i need that to happen yes i i want that i need that please (laughs) please and thank you give it to me now Mm -hmm. monica rambo Captain Marvel to thank you. Thank you. <laughs> also one of my favorite favorite moments, very beginning of the episode, the little Wizard of Oz moment when Wanda smashes the car yeah. to Agatha and Agatha like, goes in the house and Wanda's like trying to see where she's at and you see the shoes yeah. and you don't see a body attached to it. I was like, oh, it's a little Wizard of Oz moment. Yeah. That's That's what I, thought. I was like, oh, we're throwing, we're throwing <laughs> cars on witches instead of houses. Is that what this is? So I did yeah. like that little moment I love um, that moment. yeah so I'm I'm sad to see it end but 
we are we are gearing up. We're going to move on next ep- uh, next episode. We're going to start Falcon and Winter Soldier. So the story continues. It continues. <laughs> I'm very excited. I love Bucky Barnes so much, so so much, and to finally like have him get a really big spotlight and get that storyline and his relationship with Sam is just yeah. fantastic. It's, it's funny. Hilarious. And Sebastian Stan has been dropping a lot of things like Bucky is incredibly different. Like he's mm-hmm. in a really different place than what we left him last to see how Bucky handles that and what he's going to do and how Sam adjusts to now being the Falcon, but also also being kind of like the new Captain America in a way, yeah, like the, the, how he adjusts shield. to that. That's going to be interesting as well. Just the dynamic between the two and what their goals are, how they're going to align, how they're not going to align, how they're going to be just polarized. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love MCU so much. <laughs> I love it so much. So excited, so excited. So be on the lookout for that, guys. <laughs> be on the lookout for it, guys. But hey, listen, that's all for us today. Thank you guys very, very much for listening. We enjoy talking about this stuff. And if you enjoy listening to us talk about this stuff, you know, give us give us a follow over on the over on the socials. We've got Instagram, we've got the Twitter, we've got the Facebook. We've even got a website, ReviewQueensPodcast.com. Share it with your friends, family, randos on the street, the buddy that you pass notes to in class because, you know, it's COVID. So when you type them out, you can hyperlink. Hyperlink. It's easy. Hyperlink. (laughs) Hyperlink the website. Share it. Thank you guys so much for watching. And long may we reign. Long may we reign.